Hello and thank you for joining me, Philippa Richard, on the Enriching Design podcast, talking about how design can make homes and cities better for people and better for the planet. Colour, wonderful though it is, can be confusing. Because it's so visual, once you're trying to describe it to other people, you have to start using some kind of representative symbol or word. And that in particular is where things get really tricky. We don't have many standard ways of describing colours. There are a few methods within the the colour industries. There are various um, methods of prescribing various ink colours and things, probably the most famous being the Pantone system who come out with the colour of the year every year. Um, And computer monitors and printing things all have their own standards. But apart from that, everybody tends to use very different words and phrases. And obviously things like paint companies and for things like lipsticks, they all come up with their own weird and wonderful sounding names. So this can make it quite difficult to actually communicate to somebody else what kind of color you're looking for, but also to try and understand whether or not colors are going to be the same or similar. I remember when I was young, um, talking with two cousins, and we're all of very similar ages, and they were two sisters, and somebody had been shopping, and they bought some new shorts, something like that, and I said, oh, what what did you get? What was what are they like? They said, oh, they're pink. I said, oh, what kind of pink? And she just looked at me like I was talking a different language. She said, well, they're pink. I said, but there's loads of different pinks. There's baby pink, there's magenta, there's bright pink, there's soft pink. And she just kept looking at me like I was an idiot and said, they're pink. Now, at the time, I was thinking... How can she not see that these are all completely different things? Because to me, I'd always been interested in drawing and coloring. I liked nothing better for Christmas than getting one of those huge, long sets of coloring pencils and felt tips. Um, And so to me, there were just all these different shades of pink. But to her, clearly, they are pink. Now, the interesting thing is I've discovered... Um, over the years that actually we don't all even see and understand color in the same ways and uh, largely speaking our understanding of color is actually influenced as we grow up by what words and descriptions we use to describe the color so somebody who grows up surrounded by color and maybe knows an artist they know someone who will describe things in lots of detail my mum was always interested in color so she would use lots of rich descriptions for the colors and that was how I had grown up learning all of these different things and therefore my brain was capable of or my brain felt it was important to remember and distinguish between these different things whereas For other people, if that's not of an interest to them, then even though their eyes might be seeing the differences, 
Once that information gets up to the brain, the brain is thinking, this is at a level of detail we don't really need. So let's just label all of this as pink. This whole theory was actually proved a few years ago. I remember watching a, a fascinating BBC TV show, I think it was, about it, where they showed that there is a tribe somewhere in Africa who look at green and blue in different ways from the way we in the West have been used to doing it. And they don't distinguish some of the things that we distinguish. So the, the scientists used the computer model and had sort of a series of dots on the screen of, I think it was green, and they would make one of them subtly different. But each time they would make it different according to what people of the different cultures would understand as different. And they found that something that was really, really obvious as a difference to the people in this tribe, so they would find the spot that was a slightly more yellowy green than everything else. The other testers they tried it against just thought everything was the same color. And similarly, if they then gave something where there were lots of greens with a blue spot and they asked the, the African people to test that one, they couldn't distinguish the blue from the green. So the brain actually becomes wired as we get older to distinguish the different levels of color. So does it matter if we can't easily describe colors? What effect could this have? Well, if you were trying to create a space, create a home that has a certain feeling, that has a certain harmony about it, then you want to be choosing colors that are going to be feeling okay together. Color has quite a big impact on us, and I will go into that more in other podcasts. But I'm sure you know that if you go into a room where it was like a children's nursery, where it's lots and lots of bright, zingy colors, it's going to have a very different atmosphere from if you go into somewhere that's just using lots of gray. Those two things do not feel the same to you. And so I think most people can recognize that. So if we can get a common language around color, that helps to actually pull things together. But most of the time, we're not really talking about trying to find an absolute description for something. What we're interested in are the contrast and the relationships between things. So you're more likely to be looking at an object and going, if I bring this back into my home, into a particular room, is it going to be harmonious or is it going to be too blue or too pink or too yellow? We tend to think in terms of too much towards something else. And if we can get a common language for color, a common way of understanding the colors that we're looking at, you can start to get that assessment of is this going to work or is it too far towards something else? Or in some cases, not far enough because sometimes if something's not a good match, it's better being a contrast, not even trying to be the same. So I think we do need more of a, a universal way of understanding color and describing color. Now, technology actually can come to our rescue a little bit. 
there are a number of tools available that can actually help us to understand the colors we're looking at and to be able to make those comparisons between different colors. But that's all quite detailed and there's quite a lot of information. So I'm going to leave that until another podcast. I will return to this at a later date. Thank you for tuning in. You were just listening to the Enriching Design podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and be sure to head over to digonhome.com and join the email list and our Facebook group for personal updates and access to special offers.